What's up, guys? Welcome to the Average Dude Outdoor Podcast. Uh, remember, we're brought to you by the Cooks and Magic Vacations. Holiday season's coming up. Need to book a vacation? Um, whether it's a, you know, go on your Christmas trip, you know who to call. I'm booked with the Cooks. I'm here with my co-host, Justin Morrison. And, uh, yeah, let's get on it. Let's get it. From a broad point, a broad aspect, looking looking outside, looking in, someone someone who knows nothing about hunting deer, how would you explain scent control? Well, I mean, you're talking about scent control. Basically, you're trying. I'm what I'm consider scent control is what you're talking about is controlling your scent, like trying to keep keep a trail for you know or try to prevent keeping a trail for the deer to get on so you know basically preventing them from smelling you at all yeah um, because you know they smell you it, it's over and honestly you, you may not even know like you could have a deer in the area may not even know about it they smell you from so far off and oh, they just yeah. they just won't even come to you that is it's not just idea. them getting in close but yeah i was like boots gloves hats yeah. all that stuff yeah and, and there's a lot too like the reason why i want to touch on this subject is because some people take it a lot more serious than others and like I'm guilty of not taking it so serious and when I don't take it so serious like I've paid a lot more attention to the way the deer act when you don't have when you're not using scent control and you can definitely tell a difference oh yeah I mean, I mean just then their behavior you know when you see every time a deer comes in and they're you know they got their nose up in the air oh yeah and sometimes they don't really care. I don't know if it's just a setup. It depends on the setup you're at or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, some, at the end of the day, wind is your uh, is your yeah. you know. But I wonder how many how many times I've had a buck in the area because like I hunt a spot where I know that there's you know deep bucks running through there, and just uh, you know you know they could be like right over the hill. There we go, Muhammad Ali again hitting the <laughs> hitting the mic, <laughs> floating, dude, You're Hitt, swinging, hitting, hitting the mic. I'm good at that, ain't I? Yeah, I gotta stop talking my hands so much. One of your hidden talents. It's like like yeah. off uh, Ricky Bobby, you know. You just don't know what just to keep, do. Yeah, hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Keep... If anybody <laughs> asks me, like your three talents, like what's Drew? What's one of his talents? Like hitting a fucking microphone, <laughs> <and> just <laughs> we, blasting my eardrums. Out. <laughs> we we gotta get it on. Uh, we gotta get it on the, like a meme or something on the Facebook yeah. of like the rig. Uh, this is a Drew when we're recording yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anyways, nobody can see him, but he still doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> Anyways, back to what I was saying, but you know, just having a deer right over the other side of the hill in that area, buck, and just he can yeah. smell me, and he's just not even gonna come that way. Yeah, having the wind. Where normally, over. yeah, where normally he would pass through there, but he can smell me. Yeah, and I think a lot of Another thing with scent control too is just the trail you take in. Because even no matter, I think no matter how much you know scent control you use, like whether it's a spray, um, you know, washing your clothes and that, um, ozone, mm-hmm. using all that, I feel like you're still leaving some kind of trail when you're walking. You can't. You I mean, know. it's impossible to get rid of the human scent 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. But you know, like my, I used to not give a, sh- I used to not care. Like years passed, 
this year or last year. Well, probably about the last three years I got really heavy into, like, ozone. So I'll do, like, one good wash. I have, like, a tote, like, like a locking tote. In the beginning of the season, like, right before opening day, I'll wash them in uh, the dead downwind stuff. You know, the laundry bombs and, and all that stuff. And I'll do, like, two loads of laundry, like, two loads of towels before I put my hunting clothes in. And then two loads of towels, I'll dry them. And then put my hunting clothes in. And then I'm good. And then I'll do, like, individual um, ozone washes with my clothes. Like, I'll put my uppers or my base layers in, in the tote. And then kick the ozone generator on and let it go for, like, a 20-minute cycle. And then I'll put my outer layer in and do like a 20 minute cycle and then my pants and my boots and all that stuff <clears throat> and then it all goes in that tote after everything's individually washed and ozone and then the day before or the morning before on the way to I'll kick that ozone generator on and just let it eat while I'm driving to the stand and I've seen I've had a lot of downwind deer this year specifically this year and I've seen a night day difference and, you know, say, I'm, I'm not getting out of the truck and spraying myself off with spray or anything. I'm yeah. just getting out, putting my clothes on, and going. Yeah. So that's pretty. Uh, I'm gonna have to invest in something like that because that's, like you said, you're letting that sit as you're driving. Like it's doing its job. Yeah, as while you're driving to your yeah, yeah to your spot. And yeah, that's pretty serious compared to what I do. I mean, <laughs> my stuff sits in a box all year long. Yeah, I come over here and it's like, huh. Uh, honestly, by the time when early season rolls around, I'm just grabbing random stuff at that point, and I'm real bad about it too. If I'm hunting a ground blind, which I do a lot, I just wear my jeans. I put on a pair of jeans, boots, and I wear camo up top. Which I know why I wear camo. Being in the blind, I just wear. Well, actually, a lot of times I'll just wear all black or like a yeah. really dark collar to blend in with the back back wall of the blind. I have one. I think I have like one black zip up, zip yeah. up hoodie. That I keep for like blind hunts yeah. and stuff like that, so it's always in my pack, and yeah. always in my uh, tote yeah. there. You still you still go? Uh, I know that's kind of off scent control, but <clears throat> you know, maybe we should have worked that in there too as camouflage. But we'll we'll go with just scent control. But you still do the face paint and everything? Or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big makeup guy. Yeah, big makeup guy. <laughs> big makeup. I'm like a sting fan, dude. Yeah, I'm like painting my face all <laughs> for sure. I don't know what it is, or yeah. I can't really. I even grow a beard. So yeah. I technically don't even fall into that category yeah. of people who need uh, face paint to like yeah. stop the glare. But I mean, if, if well, it, it makes me feel like I have an edge, you know. And at the least, I look cool when I come out, right. or I look like a douchebag. One of the two, <laughs> different well, perspectives. Yeah, however you want to look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. I look at it like I look cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, scent control, makeup, yeah, for sure. Before I go in the woods, yeah. I usually try to take a couple pictures for Instagram, like an Instagram model, you know. Yeah, with the face paint on. With the face paint on, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, at least it's not, like, my dad's bow or something, you know, like, you know, like, the Instagram girls and all that, the hunting girls. Like, I'm going to take a picture of my bow, me and my bow. It's, like, it's your dad's bow from the 60s. I'm like, man, dude, you haven't drew that thing in 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, set control, that's pretty much mine. And then I used to take my my ozone generator in the woods with me because I had, yeah. had a hook that I could hang and I carried this little backpack hanger just a small one and I'd screw it in above me hang it turn it on and if I had bad wind and I, I haven't had a deer come in downwind yeah. that I think that worked for 
Right. So I can't speak on that if it actually worked in the right. field. But yeah. for sure, like doing my washes and my clothes and stuff, yeah, I yeah. did that. I feel like I've just kind of let let the fact that I'm hunting in a ground blind kind of do, like for me, like I feel like, ah, oh, you know, I'm in a ground blind, I probably got enough cover and, you know, they're coming in. So obviously, but I mean, I can tell by their behavior, they can smell me because, you know, they're moving their nose around and they'll look at me. Right. But I mean, early season, like you said, deer behavior that I think don't act like they really care. Yeah. To be honest, but again, these are doe, young bucks, these mature bucks. They know. Right. I mean, they so know. I think I think it can be important. Something that I got to do better at. But and then when like this year, I hunted more out of a stand again. Got back into more of that, and I wonder, you know, being in a stand because I mean I'd have deer come in. And, you know, they definitely winning me. Like when I went that late set that I talked about in the last podcast. It was pouring rain, and that spike when he came in, even that little spike. I mean, he was, he came, he walked in and helped. He walked in on the same trail that I walked in, so he was already suspicious. But he, he still ended up going in there and just moseying around for about 15, 20 minutes and in, in the area. But you know, he was, seemed off. Like he knew something was up. And then again, when I was, like I said, when I was climbing down and I saw that buck, you know, after my bow was already on the ground, he came in right on that same trail and. I don't know if he went me or not. I mean, he just saw me hugging the right. tree. Yeah, but Dude, in the in the most like vulnerable state. Yeah, getting in and out of the stand is like yeah. the transition from the climbing sticks yeah. to the stand. Yeah, you're, like hanging on for dear life. Yeah, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. This like, is the most like it's like part. if I'm gonna fall, this is yeah. the spot where I'm gonna fall. I mean, even though you're hooked up, like it's still scary. Like you're, you're oh, hooked. Yeah. You're hooked. Then what happens when you do fall and you're hooked up? Like now yeah. I'm hanging from yeah. the lifeline. Yeah. I'm just, cool. ha- I'm, just, I'm just hanging here. Yeah, you're just <laughs> hanging on the side of a tree, you know. Yeah. Whatever. All yeah. right. Cool. Another day's work here. You know, yeah, just hanging like, from a tree. Like, I hope I'm serious. I'm calling down. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm hanging from a tree. Can you come get me? Yeah, I'm safe. But yeah. yeah. I, what are they gonna do? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, you gonna bring a ladder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or climb up the climbing sticks. Mm. And, I'm not they? saying don't use your cl- your yeah, lifelines and all that because definitely do. Oh yeah, it's better to be better I'm be hanging glad, there than to be just. I'm glad none of us have an experience that we can elaborate on. Yeah. Of what happens. Yeah, because there's fall. people out there. I've had those issues and like you know. Yeah. Had to happen. They're like I know there was a bus driver I had in school uh, that fell out of a tree and broke his back. Yeah. And that's always like freaks me out when I'm climbing. Yeah. Here towards I'm the... always shaky about climbing up a tree though. I mean, and I don't know if that's different with using a saddle, having a line, a lineman's belt, because I feel like that'd be so much. I love, more... dude. Changes yeah. the game. Changes. You gotta the feel game. so much more. I won't hang or I won't climb without a lineman's belt anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> for good reason too. Because yeah. once you put one on, and you got like you got that freedom. You got both hands. I mean. What I do, like, I guess we'll get into this too. We'll throw in a little side topic, but like hanging stands. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll take like if I'm hanging sticks, I'll have all the sticks on me, and I'll climb up and I'll just hang the sticks. But like ladder pieces, like that one. I don't know. You guys sold me a tree stand in high school. Remember how that ladder connected? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I used to like connect it all and then try to stand it up. Yeah. But now that I have a lineman's belt, I'm just like. Yep. One right. climbing up, grab one. That's what I think so. And that's really the only way to ha- do a hang on. Yeah. The, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Yep. And then I have a, a cord, like a pool cord, the one yeah. that I'm going to use for that tree stand to pull my bow up. Yeah. Tied to my lineman or tied to my safety harness, tied to the tree stand, and also tied to a uh, bow hanger yeah. or like a little gear hanger. So what I'll do is I'll take the, I'll pull it up to the point where I get the gear hanger, undo the gear hanger, 
screw it into where I want like the base of the hang on to be, like yep. the like the bottom where my yeah. feet are gonna and be. And then you hang the stand, hang like, the stand on it, and then I'll like you know strap it up to a tree. That, yeah. That's the way to do it. That's the best yeah. way to do it. Yeah, that's the only way I. Honestly, there's YouTube easiest. videos on how to do that all over oh, on really? Facebook too. Yeah, like, like basically, like if you look it up, if anyone's ever wondering. Like, what's the best way to go about hanging those on? Because I gotta admit, hang when, when you're in it, yeah, it is scary. But a hang on just seems to be it's it's probably one of the most comfortable and versatile. Like, I mean, like it's one of the best ways to hunt because I mean, it's very yeah. Like you can get up high as long as you have the sticks to get up the eye. You can yeah. get up high. It's comfortable. It's like a ladder stand. Just you know, you're coming yeah. up little sticks instead of a ladder. Like the best one that I've found, um, there's this uh the muddy brand yeah um it's like the most cost effective way to do it it's like their their base model yeah. uh hang on stand super cheap it's built for the average dude yeah. you know like it's like we can yeah it's nice and uh it's cheap and it has like a suede seat in it so you're kind of like it's like a, i don't even know how to explain it it's a nice seat yeah you can sit like a hammock or something like yeah that. yeah kind of like a hammock yeah and uh that one's the best that i've used and it's light enough because yeah. I know, like, some of those stands yeah. like are I, super heavy. I have a real nice one out there. Oh, yeah, I say a real nice. It's, I mean, brand-wise. It's just a guide gear from Sports. Yeah, I got the same one you have. And it's an it's extra-large platform. Yep. Solid build, and I think, but, it, man, it is so heavy. That is that is the tree stand that I learned the gear hook yeah. trick on. Yeah. Because I, I was up there one hand trying to hold it well, up, dude. Yeah, I mean, so. remember we tried to hang it that one year, and we were up there doing the same yeah. thing, and, like, we, when we were trying to lift it up there with one hand, you can't hold it's so heavy, you can't hold it with one hand. So yeah, it's, it's like, impossible. you gotta do the gear hook. But yeah, but yeah I mean, yeah. that's off the topic of scent control, but tree stand safety, it's, yeah, that's important. Tree stand safety for sure. Very important. Don't don't fall. And yeah. if you do, don't be a bitch. Don't be hurt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hopefully, have your safety harness on because yeah. I would not want to take that tumble. Yeah. That'd be a tough one. Especially, you know, if you're out, if you're like us hunting these West Virginia hills, you know, you get, you have one side that's 10 foot, one side that's 30. That's one of those things, too. Not to get too far off topic either, but it just that's one of those things, too, that almost I feel should be mandatory, like as far as like a law. Like, what, like a harness? Safety harness, 100%. yeah. 100%. I agree 100%. I feel like it should be a law. There should not be an option. Like, yeah. I, I work with some dudes that are kind of like, oh, man, I don't. There's a lot of people that don't. Yeah, I, I, but it there's takes, a takes bar work. around the tree stand, dude. When you need, I'm like that's to lean your gun on, not to keep you up if you like. Yeah, and the the whole climbing up the tree. I mean, yeah, that that's, that's when you're gonna if you're gonna fall, that's when you're gonna fall. Exactly, is yep. when you're climbing up the tree. Yep. That's why I think the lifeline's important, and you know, yep. just and when I use a climber, there's a lot of people that don't use straps or harness when they use a climber, and I to me, that's sketchy. Oh yeah, I, I'm I do the strap, tighten it. Climb up a few, jack up a few steps, yep. loosen it, raise up the strap, tighten it, climb Same. up. I mean, just it doesn't take any, a very little extra time to do that. And you know, if that if that bottom platform you get in like an unlevel by the tree, or if you yeah, didn't, if it kicks or, out. Yeah, it kicks out from underneath of you. Yeah, you're done. I mean, you still have the top, but you know. Yeah, but if it's like your climber, yeah, you got the top. You're really just hanging there. Yeah, you know, if yeah. it's like the the one, I don't know. Does yours have a bar that goes in the front? No, it's just so, the hand peg. It's the the bow hunter edition. So. Yeah, so mine has the bar. I could sit there. Yeah, but it'd still suck. Yeah, you'd just be. Yeah, holding on with my hands. <laughs> holding on with your hands, dude. Yeah, that basically doing insane. a what's that a like plank? Dips. So yeah, dips. Like, like dips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do is I take my lineman's belt actually, 
and I'll uh, throw it around the tree, and I'll <laughs> run it through itself once, pull it tight, yeah. and then connect it to my safety harness. Yeah. And then I'll climb up a couple, raise it up, yeah. tighten it down. That's probably even quicker than what I do. Yeah. It's, a, it's just kind of go, yeah. That'd, that'd be a good way to do it, too. <clears throat> I gotta get lines, lines belt in general. That'd be... Yeah, it's a game changer. It'll change your... Uh, I've I've actually used a ratchet strap once and it was the sketchiest shit I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I had to. I had no choice. Yeah. I was like, I need to get this stand up, man. You know, in reality, I could have just waited you know, another day, couple days. But, yeah. Yeah, I climbed up there with a damn ratchet strap, <laughs> ran through one loop, cinched down, run through, and just... Can you imagine doing that? Doing that, like, I, I, to, I go hunt, to go hunt? Just ringing... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Making so much noise going up. Oh, I, I'm ashamed to even say that story, but yeah, I used it. Hey, man. We're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's all right. We're all what? just trying to figure it out. I like that. <laughs> Did you know when you book with an online travel website, you pay for an agent fee? No. Well, me neither. When you book with the Cook's Magic Vacations, you get an actual agent that will help you with anything you need. From your multi-generational vacation that your grandma has been planning since 96 all the way to a three-day hunting trip, the Cook's Magic Vacations will have you set up with a place to rest your head. You can visit their Facebook page or contact John or Courtney at 570-721-2824. So, uh, I know one, another thing we wanted to talk about was uh, some, uh, some pointy objects, you know. Yeah, some pointy objects, yeah, some... Uh... Things that go through the side of deer. Yeah. The old broadheads. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big topic. A lot of people, you know, that's, that's something that seems to get people going like crazy. That's probably one of the most controversial topics yeah. when you get into bow hunting. Yeah. I have a pretty strong opinion on it, too. Yeah. I mean. And I feel like mine is the same as yours. Yeah. But it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. To me, like, just as a broadhead in general, if it, I mean, it's produced. If it's I mean produced a, a, like as a product, it's it's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? It's made yeah. to penetrate yeah. through a deer, and if it's you know within the legal like there's legal standards of what it has to be. Yes. Um, for you to use it, I mean it, if it if it's produced, this is like a product. It's gonna it's gonna work. Now that being said, yeah, there's some that work better than the others. Um, I am not a big mechanical guy. Not a big mechanical guy. I just feel like there's too many variables to that like thing there's like i'm the type of person i'm like to be a for sure thing and with mechanical right. broadheads i know you got all the rage guys and all like you know my brother he shoots rages he uses the no collars i mean right. they'll put a massive hole through they do a good job but to what yeah yeah to what extent is i mean uh, cool it puts a giant hole in this other deer yeah my mm -hmm. say my broadhead puts maybe an inch smaller hole it did the same job but exactly. the holes just and they're smaller. Wow. I feel cool. like it's pretty it's pretty clear that, you know, uh, a two and a half inch expandable, three blade, two blade, whatever it might be, something that um, cuts a hole that's two and a half inches in the side of something. Yeah. And I've seen it and I've done it. It makes takes a bad shot and it makes, you know, it, it will save your ass. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. If it works. Yeah. Now, that's the thing on mechanical too. You get in that. I, me and you both, we both now shoot solid. We shoot the same broadhead, yeah. G5 Montex. Yeah. And I've used like the Nap Hell Razors before too, but essentially the same. It's a solid, solid three blade, like just 
fixed and there's no replacement blade. They're just yeah. a solid fixed blade broadhead. And, uh, you know, I have my reasons for why I still use I mean, I've always used that one, but it's been, it's done so well that I have no reason not to use it. Yeah. And another thing I like about it is there's nothing that can fail on it. There's no mechanical, there's no mechanics on it. Right. You don't have to replace any blades on it. Yeah, you can resharpen your blades. Yeah. And it's a solid broadhead. I mean, yeah. it does the job. The thing about mechanicals, I feel like, is there's, you know, if you're shooting through, maybe you shoot and say you hit like a piece of brush or something like that, that expandable can expand. Right. And it'll mid either. Mid-flight, you're talking. Yeah, mid-flight. Like, yeah. They can expand mid-flight. So that's rare for that to happen, but it does happen. Right. And, that and I could I could not imagine having a big buck and shooting at it and then that happening. Yeah. And then, you know, you could shoot them, maybe hit a little forward or something and hit bone, hit a sh- hit shoulder. Right. Explain. the tip of your yeah. arrow in or it expand and not get as yeah. much print penetration. Yeah, yeah. Or, or any. I mean, I've seen. Yeah picture of videos of like where they <clears throat> literally bounced off the shoulder and like I'm that. pretty sure Michael Waldell shot a deer and it bounced off of the side of it yeah like that just gets and, me and you know those Montex that we use I mean we've seen firsthand yeah. that doe I shot that one year um, of course I think what it was like 16, 17 yeah, yeah it was yeah it, it has been a while ago but and yeah. shot it it was a quartering away shot yep. and it was probably more quartering away than what I thought it was but just seeing what that, I mean, essentially put four holes in a deer. It went yeah. in its front shoulder, out the same front shoulder, in its neck, and out the other side of its neck. Yeah. Clean pass through. Four holes. And I was like, I mean, there, so much bone that it went through and flat. Like, yeah. how does that even happen? Yeah, right. It was just right. amazing that it even happened. Yeah, but, that, and that should have changed my mind. Yeah. Right there, because I think at that time I was shooting uh, kill zones. Yeah. And uh, I was having decent luck with kill zones. Like, they were putting holes in things. But then I switched to uh, jackhammers. Yeah. And uh, they were nice. They Like, I shot a doe quor- uh, quartering away hard. And I uh, put it right at her last rib, squeezed. It came out her chest. And, I, I mean, I took everything out. I took everything out of that deer <laughs> through its yeah. chest when I shot it. So, you know, and I was kind of like on the side of expandables you know we'll make a bad shot a good shot da, 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 da. but then I kind of understood that why would I want to have anything at the end of my arrow that would be the reason that I not close the close that that chapter right. on that animal that's what that's what it is for me yeah, I mean there's a lot that, of guys that swear by them they say they fly better and whatnot, yeah. and I don't get too big into that like I mean when I shoot if I take a video of me shooting from like a side I have one and like you can kind of, I guess, hear the arrow going through the air. Like, yeah. you hear it, and they say like, you know, if you have a more aerodynamic broadhead or whatever, you don't hear that sound or whatever. And I think G five, they actually, I don't know if they, I don't know if they stopped making the Montec, but it's like not one of their, like they change, they change it. it's like a Montec. I forget what it's called now, but they basically close the holes on it. Like there's no, like, holes through it. It's just really? a solid, yes, yeah, a solid like three or four blade thing on there, huh. and. uh Oh, I might give it a try because it seems like the same thing. It just says it's supposed to fly better, but I mean, you're talking such a minuscule yeah, yeah. <laughs> difference and stuff like that. I mean, to me, it it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. The, I'm, the, I'm definitely back on the train of like uh, fixed blades. Yeah. I shot my biggest buck with a muzzy hundred grain. I mean, yeah. as bare bones and basic as you can get, muzzy hundred grain. Yeah. There's anything I could afford at that point in time. Yeah. I bought two packs of them, filled my whole quiver, yep. and uh, 
even those are solid. You know, you yeah. can even change the blades out on those. But yeah. the thing that really gets me with these Montex is it's a solid one piece. Yeah. There is absolutely no way this can fail. Right. And that's the thing that gets it for me is like, if I can limit the amount of things that, like the amount of factors that would prevent me from getting yeah. deer, that's what I'm going to do. Oh. And that's one of the easiest things for me. Like, yeah. I don't think that if it may be like a slight bit louder flying through the air, I don't think it makes that much big of a difference. Like, I mean, I st- it's moving so fast. And most, yeah. like I said, most deer I shoot are 20 or 30 and in. So yeah. by the time the deer hears, it's not it's not going to make that much of a difference. No. It's, it'll hear the string before. At 50 yards, it might make a difference. Yeah. But I'm not going to take that shot with the bow. Right I don't even now. know, I don't even know yeah. if at 50 yards is going to make a difference on that. I feel like your string is, no matter how loud your arrow is, I think your string is going to be louder. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. It just... I just that's just what I've heard people say, like you know, and that's usually the the pitch when they talk about broadheads. They're like, oh, you know, it's quieter, flying or straighter flying, and I mean, I've never had an issue with my arrows flying different than yeah. you know. Out of a broadhead, I'm finding as I start settling into like being a being a, you know an older hunter, a little bit more uh, I don't know, I guess he's a season, a little bit more seasoned. But I've been there, I've shot those deer with the expandables. I've been there, I've shot those deer with the. Uh, mechanicals and I need I need a broadhead like you said that won't fail no from the time I squeeze that trigger and the time that arrow hits the deer I don't need anything to fail right I already have enough things on my bow I shoot a drop away rest that could fail shoot a one pin sight that could fail I could bump it off walking into the woods so the end I shouldn't have to worry at that split second when my arrow's flying through the, through the air. If it's going to open, or right. if it, you know, I'll stick with G5 Montex, yeah. you know, for the remainder of my uh, existence if they keep yeah. making them, so. Yeah. So, yeah. not to get off topic again, but what do you think of a drop away rest? You shoot a drop away, right? Yeah, I shoot a drop away. I just switched two years ago to a yeah. drop away. So, a lot, I feel like that's, I mean, when any when you talk about people building a bow or putting together, a lot of people will say like they'll go with the drop away rest. Like, I've never. I feel like I'm probably gonna just switch to one just because it yeah. seems like everyone does that and it, you know it seems to work good. But what's the benefits of that? I mean, I know like I don't. I, I don't like. Rip. Yeah, I don't um, like the whisker biscuits because. But a lot of people still swear by them too. But I just feel like those are loud and I feel like you know your arrows going through the brushes. I feel like it slows it down. It does. One hundred percent slow it down. And it, there, it's proven that it, it kicks. You will not be as consistent with a whisker biscuit as you will be with a drop away. Yeah. Now, right off the rip, um, me telling you the benefits of a drop away compared to a whisker biscuit because yeah. that's what I shot prior was yeah. a whisker biscuit. I can't tell you any benefit. Yeah. I just know that it says it's supposed to be faster. Yeah. And it's supposed to be grouped better. Which yeah. grouping better, yes. Can, it's quieter, for it's sure. It's quieter, yeah. You definitely a noticeable difference in that. But it's also another part, another compound yeah. on your bow that could go wrong. Yeah, because it's mechanical. Yeah, it's mechanical. So mine, and I've, on all the bows I've had, I actually had the same rest, um, the same style rest. It's like the, it's like, what's it called? I know it was like an octane rest is what it used to be called or something like it. It's like a, it's like the three brushes on it. Yeah, it just like holds the arrow. Yeah, the basically it holds the arrow on the brushes, yeah. And it's, so, like, the veins are lined up. It's so like when it goes through, it's not 
right. touching the brushes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I've never shot any of those before. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what I've always used, so it seems. Now, another thing, too, with that, and, like, this one, actually, the one I have now is a G5 um, rest. You know, it works the same way, but this one doesn't have the brushes. It has, like, the push down. Like, it's the same thing, like, the three-sport, but it has, like, kind of, like, plastic or whatever, and it has felt on it. Yeah. And they, like, move up and down, so, like, the arrow... Like it presses, like if I pull back on it, it kind of like has a little bit of oh, move, like, so where it doesn't make the oh, sound, nice. like you don't yeah. hear. Um, I have noticed too, like if I shoot certain areas, like if I shoot one that have more of like a matte finish on them, I can hear it drag a little bit more. But if I get one, if I have ones that have like a glossier finish, like yeah. which the ones I usually use, like I have, a, I usually shoot Eastern Bloodlines, but when I had my bow, when it came with it, I had like was paper tuned and set up with helios and they're a little bit thicker diameter i believe um but they i still have a few of those left over and honestly i i think i this year i switched back to using the, the helios because i just like the way it shot better but i think part of it too is the length of the arrow i my bloodlines are about an inch longer right. than the helios because i always just thought it was weird because when i ordered the bloodlines i ordered based off like my draw length but it turns out, like, when they paper tune my, at everything, my draw length's a 30 and a half or 31 inch, but my arrow is only a 29 inch arrow, which doesn't make any sense right, to me. For the, for the rest and the But, but yeah, you, yeah. So, and it's counting for that, and I'm like, oh. Well, so it makes it, if you shoot, like, you know, palm open, you ever see the guys, like, hold their bow, palm open, yeah. like this? My arrows are the same way. That broadhead's on, like, <clears throat> when I draw, there's only probably, you know, that much before my arrow hits my drop away. Yeah. Or my broadhead hits my drop away. So if I had my hands out like this, yeah. and I let go, it'd fucking cut my finger off. Yeah. So I don't know why, but that's exactly how they set everybody up, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, well, I mean, the shorter the arrow you can have, right. you want it as short and as light as possible. So. Like, I definitely, you know, um, I haven't had my bow paper tunes and stuff, and this is kind of off topic, but... I would recommend like every two to three years probably sending your bow in to get like, I don't know, <clears throat> maybe you don't have to redo the strings, but yeah. like if you get new arrows, new arrows come out, you want to try, yeah. buy a batch, have them, shoot them through paper. Yeah. You know, shoot your new, you know, and just figure your bow out. Get a good tune in on your bow. Yeah. You know, if you take I feel like you should equipment. do that every, I mean, if you can do it every year, and honestly, I need to do a better job of that. I haven't really, honestly, I probably should, my sight's probably been bumped off a hair since I've last like, actually sighted and made any adjustments. Right. I mean, when I go out, I do like the whole paper plate thing. If I can hit within that, yeah. you know, my the ranges that I'm gonna be shooting, I'm good. Yeah. And I, mean, I, that's accounting for an outlier. Yeah. You know, if I can shoot three out of four in that, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way you are. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I grew up there and my grandfather wouldn't let me hunt on his property unless I can put, you know, I can shoot a bow Enough, well enough to put a 20, 30, 40 yeah. in a pipe plate. You yeah. know, three, four arrows, whatever it was back then, but I haven't had to take that test since, you know, yeah. since I passed it the first time there yeah. on my family farm, so that's a good thing, but uh, <clears throat> drop ray rests, I mean, I like them. Uh, there is felt on, you know, there is felt yeah. on them, so you don't get that yeah. on some of them, yeah. Feel, yeah, some of them. Yeah. Maybe I'm assuming, well, I was assuming all of them, but yeah. I know some of them, some of them don't, but some of them are like a rubberized or whatever. Right, but like made yeah. to not even have the felt. Yeah, like yeah. mine has felt on it. And yeah. I mean, I, I I like my setup, but like I said, it's just another. It's mechanical. Yeah, yeah another part to fail. Oh like, yeah, I'll probably 
I like that idea. I probably switch to it. Maybe I might check you gotta it out. Try just, it, right? Yeah, you, know, you gotta yeah. try it. I'll keep my old rest. Yeah. Hey, who cares? If it works. It works. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I'll keep it. Like, oh, and if I want to switch back, like yeah, 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 yeah. switch back. No, that's a good so I, I think I decided I was going to get a new bow this new year. I, I thought I was going to get a new bow this this next year, um, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to keep my bow and I'm going to do um, just upgrade it, get new strings, kind of upgrade new stabilizers, new sight, new everything. Just kind of stick with the old old bow because it's done me great and. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to put a good bit of money into doing that, but just now the, the price of bows, what they're getting, absolutely insane. Like, I, I just don't even want to go down that route, which, you know, teach their own on that. Some people like to get the new one every year. Just, yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah. Of course, by the time I do need a new bow, they're probably going to be $2,000 bare bow just for a base model. But Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Hopefully, we have a bow sponsorship by then. Yeah, I was yeah. saying, you know, if, <laughs> if someone wants to sponsor us, of course, you know. Yeah, dude. I'll take anybody. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, you building care. bows in your garage? Shit, dude. Hit yeah. Me up. yeah. I'll be your title boy. I'll take naked pictures with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. dude. I mean, uh, we have one more topic to, to cover, really, I guess, yeah. and that would be uh, they'll, they'll, uh, it's been blowing up on everybody's, I mean, at least on mine, right? You've heard about it. Yeah. So it's like that drone deer recovery. Yeah. Uh, so. It is illegal in our state. Yeah. My opinion is, and I'll let you go with your opinion when yeah. after. My opinion is, I think anything to give you a, a chance to find your animal and recover it is good. Right. But th- this and this has been said on other podcasts and other places. It has to be regulated because yeah. the minute it turns from finding your deer and recovering your deer to hunting your deer, yeah. It, it gets that's the that's where it gets all crazy. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think there's a fine line there. Like, like you said, the moment it turns from, you know, finding your deer to hunting your deer. Like, say you put a bad shot on, it, but it's fine, and right. you find it. You now know the location of that deer. Yeah. You know. Are you gonna go? Hunt are, are you? How are you gonna? If you decide like, oh, it's a lot, I'm gonna go hunt it. You basically just made that. You pin that deer's location by yep. drone. Yep. So at that point you're now like, and that's the thing. And even if you even if you set up on the end of that block of timber, two hundred and fifty yeah. yards away, you're still setting up on that deer because Based you off, know yeah. that that deer was there because you attracted the drone. Yeah, and that's so that's technically still hunting that deer yeah. after it was. Made, and that's one of those things found. too that just kind of like it's so it's like coincidental for that to happen, yeah. but it's just like you know, uh, yeah. I, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's one a, of those super, like those subjects that's kind of tricky. Yeah, I, I support and, it. Like I support everything that guy's doing. What's yeah. his name, Mike or Matt or something like that? Yeah. I don't know, but I support everything he's doing. You know, he's going hard on socials. Yeah. I think he's firing up a podcast. I heard, yeah. um, and he's like showing the people what it, what the benefits could be. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm all for recovering your animals, right? Exactly. But like you said, fine line but there that, between that. Yeah, and, and it, it would almost be in my mind impossible to to control yeah. you know from the state's perspective like how can we 100% confirm without sending a government agent with every yeah. one of these pilots yeah that these guys are actually finding the deer and not hunting him the people his clients are not hunting him so what am I gonna you know send an officer out for two days after he, he that pilot leaves and make sure that guy doesn't go sit that tree stand yeah it's impossible yeah, so that's... I mean but 
I mean, at the end of the day, I support it. I, I do support what they got going on over there. Um, yeah. In you, my state, I'm going to have to call a dog. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. I was going to get on the dogs there. Is uh, yeah, touch on that. Like, I don't like our state. Like we've talked about the hills and the mountains here. Yeah, I don't know how easy it'd be to try to find something with a drone. I know they use thermals and right. way or things work like that, but I bet you that guy would, would if he was sitting right here right now. Yeah, he, he could, could t- find it in 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> prob- probably so. I mean, could, but I just it's to me. I, don't know, I guess in the military they use drones in all different kinds oh, of dude, terrain. We dropped, and fun- we, yeah, we dropped a, a, a toothpick. They said it was earlier this year to some commander or whatever. Or, uh, I don't even know what it was. We dropped it. It was a non-explosive round yeah. that went through this dude's roof and his neighbors didn't even know what happened. <laughs> so there, anything can be done with a drone. Yeah. Give, it, give it another 15 years, we'll be shooting deer with drones. You drop <laughs> yeah, I sure hope, I sure hope not. <laughs> no. Can you imagine sitting in your stand on public land all of a sudden a drone or sitting in your sitting, sitting in your living room flying a drone like, oh, this is the one I want. <laughs> Yeah, it looks nice. It look good on the wall. Yeah, that's that kind of gets beyond. Like, if it gets to that point, that's a whole. That's a problem. It's just like everything else in America. It needs to be regulated. Yeah, it needs to be regulated by people who know what the hell they're doing. Not yeah. someone who seems. It seems like it. Al- it always seems like it's that way. You know, all the stuff that you know has regulations on it yeah. is uh, it's like shouldn't. Like you feel like it shouldn't have those regulations. It all comes down to we're not going to get political but it all comes down to money on that it all but, comes down to money and the people who they put in charge because yeah. half the people got a damn college degree and ain't never put boots on the ground that's <laughs> that's besides the point uh, but yeah I mean drones dude I thought about getting a drone just to uh, help us with content creation yeah you know not necessarily a, a hot crazy expensive drone I, yeah. I heard the prices that the, this guy drone deer recovery guys selling their it stuff depends for. on what you need it for and stuff like that like I've been on um, working on state jobs like road work projects stuff like that where they and they've flown drones over the project like I have a state guy that'll do that and the drone that he uses like it's it's just a small drone but I mean it's thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. and it's like oh my gosh I just want a couple hundred one that, that film we'll buy a, Wal- we'll buy a Walmart one and uh, you know that Bluetooth to our phone for you know yeah like maybe 80 bucks 80 bucks or something yeah, like that yeah perfect. we'll try it out we'll, we'll probably crash it anyway oh, so, of course you know. 100% then we'll yeah. uh, hit up our drone I, I've, I've used a couple of drones before, like, I bought them for the kids I bought the kids one for Christmas and the first thing we did I went outside and I freaking was up in the air one minute next thing you know I hit a button and I freaking dive into the ground <laughs> smash broke the propellers luckily I think it came with like two sets oh, of like goodness. extra propellers you were probably you were probably like gonna be the equivalent to the Grinch at that point yeah buy my drone take it out two seconds well, later I think we, yeah I mean they don't have that drone anymore it's been years ago so <laughs> it, we obviously too many uh, one thing I will tell you do not turn on a drone in the house oh very bad idea Ooh, very bad idea oh I'm sure anything with long hair is in danger or anything yeah. in, in, at anything. all in the house yeah oh it's gonna smack the wall wise <laughs> wall you cannot control that thing in the house I mean it's just <laughs> Alright, that's good note because that's the first place I'd be unpackaging it trying to. Yeah, take exactly. As I say, it's <laughs> cold outside during Christmas. You open yeah. up that drone in the house and yeah. right yeah. into the wall. Oh, yeah. Take the TV out, damn football oh. games on. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, the drone drone recovery. I think it's, it's something a- that, I don't know, I don't think it's something that will probably 
don't know, I wouldn't say ever, but I don't think it will. I, I couldn't afford him to come out here. I couldn't pay that dude to come out here and find a deer for me. Yeah. I can call Longspur. Yeah. That number's on Facebook every yeah. every three posts I scroll because he's, know, he's finding know. so many damn deer he, around They do. Anymore. They do a good job. He's got yeah. a lot of guys working for him now. Yeah. I, I saw one last year. He found one in, in, like, downtown Clarksburg or Bridgeport. Really? Yeah. Like, right in the suburbs. <laughs> he had his dog running. Bar, bar, bar. I'm, just, oh, I'm assuming he probably doesn't park. <laughs> well, I don't know how it works, but... Yeah, but... I've, luckily, I've we've never had... Luckily, we've never had to, but... Yeah, knock on wood, but those would be the guys I would call, I would say, just, yeah. just because yeah. they, they seem to do a good job around here, and they're the only ones that I know, so... Yeah. I don't have a dog to get attracted here. Yeah. I've never had to use one, thank, thank goodness. Probably should have with as many deer stories we've told on this podcast, yeah. so not finding them, but... Right. That's neither here nor there. We're getting better. We're, uh, you know, we're turning into better outdoorsmen. We're getting older. You know, we're yeah. uh, learning this, uh, learning how to be, you know, hunters instead of just killers. And uh, that's a good thing for everybody involved. Yeah. Learning process. Yes, sir. Learning process. Yeah. All right. All right. Hi. That's episode episode five, right? This is yeah. episode five. Episode five. Damn. Yeah. So if you've listened since the first one, I'm sorry. First of all, <laughs> yeah, second of all, we thank hope you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, we we hope we're getting better. I think yeah, still still learning. You know, just still a bit learning. Fun. Yeah, we're rookies. You know, we're fumbling yeah. like every four carries here, but you yeah, know, we're getting and, uh, we're getting there. Yeah, and like I said, before we close out, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Yeah, Mr. Cook and Mrs. Cook over there. The Cooks Magic Vacations. They can put you in a, they can put you in anything. Yeah. I want to go on a cruise one day, and hopefully John can get that to me for free. Yeah, and hopefully we can uh, nice. get some nice, uh, nice hunts booked. Yeah, maybe we can get some nice free, you know, places. <laughs> I don't know about free, but <laughs> no, John will hook us up. John yeah, hook us up. yeah, he'll get us set up. <clears throat> I think it, we're really going to be utilizing his services when we start hunting public. Oh yeah, and we're reaching we different stay. states. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be clutch. So if you're if you plan on going crazy, out of yeah, state I mean even hook, something as little as that, like he, they'll get yeah. you booked. And he's a he's a hunter. Yeah. So he's you can explain to him like, hey, I want to go two days in this state, two days in that state, two days in that state. Hook me up. He'll be a, he knows exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. You know, he will hook you up. So, but yeah, give them a call over there, and uh, we'll um, see you on the next one. Peace. Later. Thank you.